Hey, you're listening to Be Your Best with Phil Haugen, where we explain the methods that help bridge the language barrier between horse and rider. Our goal with each episode is to provide you with the training philosophies that will help you to be your best every day. Hey everybody, thanks for joining me for this week's episode of Be Your Best Horsemanship. This is Phil Haugen coming to you from our training facility in Weatherford, Oklahoma. Got back home yesterday from Broken Bow, Nebraska. We had a great weekend up there with Becky Pearson and Emma and Gracie and Chris Pearson. Uh, They have just a uh, wonderful facility up there in Broken Bow and uh, I I believe this is their third clinic that they've hosted and we always have such great turnout and good group of people and it it was a little cool last weekend but it was sure nice in that heated barn so uh, yeah we had a great time several things from the clinic that I wanted to talk about first one is a conversation that we talk a lot about at the clinics and that is understanding the difference between talents and skills. And a lot of times I hear comments from people that talk about somebody and say, well, they're so talented and and they have this talent and that talent. And yes, we all have talents. We all have those God-given gifts and we all need to capitalize on our talents whatever they are i mean if if you're a great chef and that's your talent capitalize on that talent and then use the benefits from that talent to apply towards your horsemanship or your horse business or your horse training or your competition you know use your talents to benefit yourself in the things that you want to do, that you love to do, that's your passion. And hopefully your talent is your passion. But if it's not, use it in a way that benefits you such that you can enjoy what what your passion is in life. You know, really good friend of mine, Hadley Reed, I've heard him say this a hundred times, you know, I've had to do a lot of things that I really didn't want to do so I could do the things I wanted to do. And I tell you what, that is so true. I mean, just right like around my facility, we were doing some cleanup this morning. We had a, we had a, our first colt for the year Saturday while I was gone. And so we've got her in the barn and we're cleaning up and getting ready. And then I've got, actually, when I get home next week, Jake Fulton's coming to spend some time with me and we're going to work some horses. And, you know, so I've got, I'm looking around, I'm like, holy buckets, I got all kinds of stuff I need to get done before then. Well, those, those aren't things that I'm necessarily crazy about doing, but they are all things that I'm pretty good at doing and if not really good at doing because I've practiced a lot in the last 40 years well you know those those talents help me get done the things I need to do so I can go do the things I want to do like going and doing these two clinics in Utah 
I'm really looking forward to it. I mean, it, you know, that part of it, working with the trainers, working with the horses. I mean, I absolutely love that part of it. Now, getting on the flight, getting, you know, going work, going through airports, getting a rental car, getting a motel room, all of that. Yeah, I mean, I ain't going to lie. The new is wore off of that quite a while ago. But that's just something I need to do so I can go do what I want to do. And, and, and uh, you know, that, that's my true, my true passion. Well, some of, the, some of the talents we have, like I was talking about, those, those are gifts that we all have. I mean, I just remember back, you know, some of the talents that guys had and, and, and gals, I mean, both. But, you know, of course, when you're growing up and you're rodeoing and stuff and practicing, you're around the guys more than you are a group of girls but you know i just remember some of the talents like you know some of the guys i traveled with were you know freakishly athletic or really really fast or really really strong or you know that really smart maybe a great card player maybe just very very intelligent book smart you know they all had these talents that were different than than mine and and you know at times you get kind of you get kind of focused on that and you think man i wish i had that talent i wish i had this talent well but at the same time i got talents that they didn't have and like i was telling everybody at that clinic this week and i know all of you are listening and we talked about this in our roundtable discussion on the morning of the second day after after guy farrell did the church service you know those talents you need to capitalize on them you need to capitalize them take your talents and let your talents work for you so that the rest of your life is easier the progression in other areas is easier because just like with training horses and there's there's people with training horses that that have talents that others don't have and don't have talents that some others do have but what we learn, you know, what we learn training horses is all about developing skills within ourselves. That's why I say, you know, with with everybody listening, understand that everybody out there can learn those skills. Everybody out there can learn the application of that skill and learn that skill so that you can communicate that to your horse. You know, skills are learned through repetition, through conscious repetition over a period of time. And then skills are reinforced through conscious repetition over a period of time till they become part of your subconscious. It's just like the definition of a habit is something that we do consciously over a period of period of time until it becomes automated by our subconscious. That's what a habit is. Well, to me, a habit and a skill is very, very similar. You know, I've been super, super blessed to be able to survive 
and and you know quite honestly progress and and have some success in this training business over the last four decades and in between there i've done some other things at times to supplement what i'm doing you know sometimes i had to well there was a bunch of times i had to go do things i didn't particularly care to go do such as jobs other types of jobs but i had to go do it so i could keep doing what i was doing because there have been numerous times during my career that the horse training did not support my family for a for a period of time you know and it's usually i mean there were just times when what you're generating doesn't cover all the bills and i think pretty much everybody can say that for whatever they're doing you know there's there's always that period of time when you know something extra bills come up and at the end of the month there's too much too much month at the end of the money well, we've all been through that so you know those things there what when you have to go do something that you don't particularly want to do or have a side gig so that you can have your main gig and keep going do it just do it you know those are sometimes your side gig is your talents those are your god-given talents but then you can go back to developing your skills and and applying it to your you know applying that communication and leadership which you know that's Plain and simple for me, that's what that's what horsemanship is, is just communication and leadership. And, we, you know, we talked a lot about that this weekend. I mean, we just had an outstanding group of trainers this weekend, good set of horses. As always, we had some we had some challenges, but we had tremendous amount of progression. Um, at the end of the first day, looking at the horses and the trainers comparing it to where we started it was it was very very rewarding to look at that and I was I was just so proud of I was just so proud for all of them because you could tell that the wheels were turning and they were thinking about making that connection better and making that making that relationship better so that they can be a better leader for their horse and and that's something we're all going to be working on now till the end of time or till the end of our time you know there's no doubt about it it just keeps getting better and we need to just keep getting better you know i talked a lot about understanding that just like everything we do in life it, we're either growing or dying i mean if we're not trying to get better and we're just satisfied with where we're at nothing wrong with that but don't be surprised when when we start down the other side of the mountain into a decline in results because i just know for myself um, every time i start to get subpar results and maybe not as good a results as i was once getting i can do a quick evaluation look back and say yeah you you know, Phil, you need, you need to get back to work. You know, you need to get back to doing your job, which is, which is reinforcing 
that foundation and reinforcing that confidence and that understanding your horse has in you. And, you, and you know, that's a skill. That's a skill that you develop through conscious application over a period of time. Here, here's one thing that, and we talk about this every clinic, and I talk about this at every private clinic, and I talk about this every time I'm doing a coaching call, or we're, we're having our Zoom call with our mentorship program. You have to understand that if we expect to get the results, we have to be able to commit the time to develop the skills, to create the connection to where that horse understands what we're asking. See, we can show up and we can kind of, you know, kick, tug, and pull and get, get some things done. I mean, you can manipulate a horse around quite a little bit and probably get some things done. You know, whatever that job, whatever your job is that day. But at the same time, are, are, have we created any understanding? Have we built any confidence? You know, the, I just feel like we can look at so many horses and watch them perform and watch how they're responding and acting. And I look at them and I think, boy, I think we're just scratching the surface. I think there's so much more to get. I'll give you an example. Like this weekend, there was a really nice set of horses at that clinic and Broken Bow at the Pearsons. And, and all three of the Pearson girls rode in the clinic, Becky, Emma, and Gracie, and they have really nice horses. Several cowboys in that clinic, really competitive, have had a lot of success. Several barrel racers, several ropers. Um, really really a good group but at the same time when we the second day when we started working on speed control we didn't have to get going very fast before our collection our our feel that that signal before the signal our horses understanding their confidence you know there were we didn't have to get going very fast before that started to waver a little bit well, you know, it kind of brings me to a skill that I think we really, really need to work on in that speed control. And everybody's nodding their head going, well, yeah, right. That's, that's what we all need to know is, is speed control. But, you know, we say that, but then at the same time, I mean, what, what drills are we doing to work on it? Right? I mean, what drills are we doing to where we can speed up and then then melt with our body and let our horse feel it and then support with our hands if needed? You know, and, and what repetitions are we getting? You know, here's something that I know for me, and I've got a couple horses that I need to listen to my own preaching on this and apply it, and I'm going to starting next week when I get back. Next, I've got a couple horses next week, and one of them is a horse I started for Hannah and Aaron. Well, when they got married, we gave them that filly, but it's out of Annie, Hannah's rope and mare. 
by Slick by Design and really good mare, but that mare fundamentally, I need to go back and reinforce some things. Well, like next week, I'm gonna get, oh, I'll probably get at least 250 one range stops maybe. I'll get, I'll get 40 or 50 a day for five or six days because that mare really, really needs to come back and really needs to soften and really needs to find that release point and needs to get started, well, not get started, but get that habit reinforced of looking for it because she's got tons of ability, tons of ability. But it's been, her riding has been a little sporadic and you know, she's the type of horse that sometimes if you if you let her take an inch, you know, she'll she'll try to take a mile. And, you know, when I get back next week, she's one of them. Then I've also got a rope horse that I'm gonna I'm getting ready to get back practicing on. And like with her, I need her just feather light and buttery soft in that rib cage and I want her really behind that bridle and same thing with her next week she's we're really going to get started on reinforcing that fundamental and reinforcing that skill and that habit and creating that signal before the signal to where that's that's what's common to her you know having her having her in that collect position and, and having her body in that position to make that left turn while healing on her, that's going to become the norm. That's going to be what's comfortable. And it just takes repetitions and bunches of them. Bunches of correct repetitions. The thing about the, thing about the training deal, because going back to time, you know, we got to be realistic with the amount of time we have and sometimes being really motivated we feel like we can fit more into a smaller window of time and sometimes in the other things we do in our life we can do that but with our horses if you get in the habit of doing that too much and just go to shoving it down their throat and trying to force feed it to them you kind of lose the understanding aspect of it and the and the building confidence aspect of it cuz here's the deal i mean you can you can be working real hard and just be destroying confidence instead of instead of creating it right i mean we can be working real hard and instead of building confidence we're we're creating anxiety and you know, just like when we're working on speed control drills, you know, it's it always amazes me how quickly those horses can go to falling apart and how quickly those horses go to getting strong. I mean, these are horses that we've been riding around for like yesterday afternoon or Monday or Sunday afternoon, excuse me, I'm, do, I'm recording this on Tuesday afternoon, but on Sunday afternoon, we'd been riding those horses for day and a half. And when we start putting a little speed with it, they, they start 
losing collection, getting strong, you know, getting getting bracy in the bridle. Well, if they're doing it at that speed, how are we going to get that softness when we add 20 more miles an hour to it? You know, so we've got to look at that and go, okay, what can I do to work on speed control and really create that trigger that when you sit, when you, when you stop riding or you slow down your riding, whatever you want to call it, that has to be that trigger that flips that switch back to the thinking side of their brain to where they soften and come back to you. I mean, it's you have to have a trigger that you've developed over time through repetition that creates the signal before the signal and gives that horse a warning that there's a change coming. There's a transition coming in speed or direction. Because if we, if we hook up and we camp on that and we get really, really good at that, there's not a person in the world that's not going to like riding that horse behind you. Because if they, if that horse gets in the habit of looking and feeling for that warning, that signal before the signal, they're also going to do it with the next person. Now, the next person has to be good at applying that as well. I mean, you know, anytime you you have a horse in training, and these are questions that came up this weekend, and a lot of times trainers are a little frustrated because they feel like they've done a great job with the horse and then the customer gets it and it's not so great. Well, here's what happens and here's, you know, and here's what I tell everybody. I mean, I tell every customer, you're not getting a programmed computer. I mean, you have to understand what I do and how I do it if you want to get similar results. And that goes for everybody, right? I mean, there are times that I ride horses that come from really, really skilled and talented competitors, but at the same time, they're, they're having some struggles. Well, just like when I get on those horses, those horses, I mean, it's not my job to judge how they respond to what I'm asking. Those horses already have a successful resume of wins and they've competed at, at an elite level. So even though it may not be, they may not have great feel with me right off the bat, I have to understand that I got to figure out how to get the feel. And the only way I can do it is by you know, trying to ask for responses in the way they understand and figure out what that is. You know, figure out what they do respond to. Figure out what those signals before the signal are. You know, that warning when you ask with your body, with a change in your body before we pull on the bridle reins. Because horses, and I talk about this a lot, but I kind of feel like we need to talk about this a lot. Horses do not like 
surprise parties. Surprise parties create anxiety. Anxiety creates insecurity. Insecurity is the opposite. Anxiety and insecurity are the opposite of confidence. I just, I just think we have, I mean, we just cannot build too much confidence into them horses and we cannot build too much confidence in ourselves. They go hand in hand. If, if we're a little bit of a scattered mess, there's a real good chance we're gonna be riding around horses that are a little bit of a scattered mess, right? Uh, I mean, I've been on both sides of that street. You know, when, when I was frustrated, insecure, wasn't sure if I was doing things right, my horse, my horses were frustrated and insecure and they didn't know if they were given the right answer or not, because I probably wasn't very good with the release. I probably really wasn't very good with how to ask for a response. But at the same time, like I told a bunch of the trainers this weekend, at the same time, you can't be afraid to make mistakes. You can't be afraid to make mistakes. You got you got to work. Just keep going. I, two or three times this weekend, I had I had trainers ask me have a question, and and part of their res, response was, "I don't I don't want to screw them up." Well, really and truly, if they're not perfect, what are we going to screw up? I mean, we got every horse out there has a long ways to go. I mean, whether that's continual progression towards reaching their potential or maintaining where we're at right now. Because sometimes trying to maintain a horse at an elite level is a crap load of work. Very worth it. But but don't underestimate the amount of work that is because it it takes a lot to mentally and physically keep yourself and your horse at that type of an, a level and understand that if we're not at that level ourselves personally we're probably not going to have our horses at that level our horses aren't going to be great when we're average plain and simple you know plain and simple way our horses are not going to be great when we're average that that's not the way it works right so you know Skills and talents, think about that a little bit and understand, understand anything you're struggling with in your horse training process and progressing your horse's potential is simply a situation where we need to understand how to reinforce and develop that skill to a level to where that horse understands what we're asking. And, you know, improve that leadership, improve that communication, that connection. So I, I know a lot of times we, we get to thinking everybody's more talented than we are. That's not true. That's not true at all. Some people, I tell you what, I tell you what is true. Some people work their butts off on developing their skills. And some do it just enough to get pretty good that that's that's what happens that's what happens so i just want to thank all our listeners we just appreciate it so much all the positive feedback and 
we're just glad it helps you. We're just glad it helps you. It makes us feel good when we hear about it. So um, have a great week of training. God bless each and every one of you. And as always, today and every day, let's just strive to be our best. Hey, thanks for joining us on today's show. To learn more about the training program that inspired the Be Your Best podcast, head over to philhavenhorsemanship.com and join our online community by following us at philhavenhorsemanship on Facebook or Instagram. This is where we're going to be sharing tons of training tips and information about how you can experience our Training Through Understanding program at one of our upcoming clinics. As you go through the day today, I want to encourage you to figure out one thing you can do to get 1% better, whether that is in your horsemanship journey, your career, or your personal life. Own it and be your best. God bless and have a great day of training.